Um, third one is get rid of the electoral college. That's like the the, the most unsupported Ooh. one. I feel like. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Please. Uh, but with that one, the reason I say get rid of the electoral college is because it basically invalidates the votes of the majority of Americans. You live in New York, so yes. you should understand this. No matter who you vote for for president, it's not going to change the actual effect of your vote. You know, you if you're if you're a conservative in New York you're screwed. If you're a conservative in California, you're screwed. If you're a liberal in Alabama, you're screwed. There's absolutely nothing you can do to actually affect the presidential race. What it people will say, oh, it protects small states. And it's like, no, that's not actually what it does because Alabama isn't good. Like they're always going to vote red. They're a small state, Louisiana, Mississippi, like all of these states are small, but the electoral college hurts them. It only helps the states in our country that are polarized, that are purple. Those are the ones that really matter. And so if we just let everyone have an equal vote in this country, you would end up with a politician that represents the people more instead of just the people of Pennsylvania, Iowa, uh, I don't know, the other ones, uh, <laughs> Florida sometimes, Florida, but not so much yeah, anymore. Yeah, it, it changes every election, yeah, but like you know, Pennsylvania, yeah, Ohio, Wisconsin, yeah. you know, it, it changes, as we said, it changes every time. But like those purple states are the ones that actually really matter. And if you're voting outside of them, you might as well not even vote. Well, I get that, right? I do understand that, but I see electoral college as a check. It's it's a, it's a check and it's a balance because it ge- it gives the minority more power, which not but, more, but it not, doesn't though. Like how does how does it functionally give the minority more power? Because otherwise, most presidential elections would be dictated by California, New York, and like Boston, like the, Chicago, the cities, right? The cities and cities. It's you gotta have a representative. It's a it's a representative republic democracy. It's, it's democratic republic democracy. It's hybrid of all this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. So the people in Middle America, the people who live in Alabama, have a voice in this farmers and suburban people, upstate New York. They have a voice in federal politics. Now, it, for state elections, you know, state senators, conservatives have more of a voice, and like especially in New York, upstate New York's all red. West Massachusetts, all red. Northern California, red. So there is the checks and balances there for state elections, but for, I guess for federal elections, specifically president, I get it because it, it, I think you're right. It does give more power to the, the purple states as opposed to without electoral college, it gives all the power to the blue states. Now, if you're going to ask me who I'd rather have the concentrated power be towards, I'd rather be purple. I'd rather be purple than red or specifically blue. And again, I, I so I, I think like the argument you're making, like, and I think you kind of just realize it is that it's a, and, and I can get behind the, oh, well, we should go to the center of America. And if we're going to give more important to any state, then it should be the purple ones. And I can agree with that. I just don't think that your value to this country should be determined by what state you live in. I think everyone is created equal and therefore should have an equal vote. You said that cities will determine. No, cities don't determine. People determine. People just happen to live in the in city. Those cities. Like, like, like and, and what you're the arguing point. for is the Senate, which I also think is stupid. Um, but what, what what you're arguing for is the Senate. It gives smaller states more power, right? But I think it has become to such an absurd degree that someone in California has 67 times less voting power than someone in uh, Wyoming, um, and like that's insane. And people were like, oh, well, you have to protect, you know, the states. And it's like states don't vote. They aren't people. They don't matter. They're just arbitrary lines in the sand. You know, they, they don't have to. If, if the state died, no one would cry. But if a person dies, someone would. Right. right. Like that's that, that's that's how I think everyone should have an equal vote. And I don't think that's incredibly 
it, it surprises me how contentious of an argument that is. Um, Cause I think that like our very like basic kindergartner brains can be like, Oh no, it makes sense that everyone would have an equal vote. And if I move from California to Wyoming, my vote shouldn't be discredited by 67 times mm. or the opposite of that. But yeah, <laughs> I would, I would make a compromise in electoral college. If you want to get really electoral college, Okay, but presidential needs like a 60% majority to win. <laughs> we, we won't have a president, Well, <laughs> I, I, I know, but like, I, 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 don't, I don't think a simple democracy, this, this is a principled stance. I can't think of a specific mm-hmm. example, but like a principled stance. I don't think like, like a one vote difference should determine anything. I think you should, if you want a majority, if you want to do majority rule, it should be a high majority, which is why you can talk about the, fil- we can talk about the filibuster too, but mm-hmm. I, had a friend, I had a friend say, that he believes that the filibuster should be it should be higher. You need if you want to change something, you need, you need more people agreeing on things. That's the thing that should actually be changed. Because if it's 50-50, you're just gonna be having constant change back and forth, back and forth, which mm-hmm. isn't gonna solve anything. So if you want to get really like to a college for presidential election, I say it can't be just be 50-50, it should be like 60 or 65. I think that's a so, pretty fair compromise. So I disagree with that too. And I'm gonna steal a term from conservatives where they say run the government like you run a business, right? Right. And if you if you listen to many like business leaders, like big CEOs, big, very successful people, one of the things that they say over and over again is if you want to succeed, fail and fail fast, and because the more you fail, the more you learn um, and the more that you can get done. So anything that and again, there are always checks and balances, I, you know, nothing is an absolute. But I think that systems that make it more difficult to change. The opportunity cost of that is learning what works and what doesn't. I would rather try 10 things and have four of them not work than try one thing and have it work. Like it, 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 it to, to me, progress, and I'm a progressive, this is when, when my, this is a bit of a tangent, but like when I was like four or five years old, whatever it was, and the, the first presidential election I was going on or watching the news, the debates, and I was, I asked my mom, I was like, What's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican? And she, she's an independent. My dad was a was a Republican at the time, um, and she's like, "Well, in general, Democrats want to change things, and Republicans want to keep things the way they are." And I think that to this day, that explanation to a, to explain it like I'm five really still fits. Yeah, it does. Um, I agree. And in my mind, I would rather be trying to change things. And even if they don't work, then we know it doesn't work and we can move forward and try something else instead of just doing the same things we're doing now, which is progressively making our country worse. Um, and I think most Americans agree with that. I'll keep, I'll keep to your business. That's the last I'll, part. At I'll least. keep to your business <laughs> analogy. Have you, have you ever worked for a startup? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> so, yes, I have. One, I worked right, right out of school, right out of Hofstra. I got, I got the mm-hmm. job. Um, actually, probably this time six years ago, I got the, I got the email saying I was hired. So I had about three weeks left to college left, knowing I was employed. And I gotta tell you, dude, mm-hmm. I didn't go to, I didn't give a fuck about classes. It was the best. <laughs> you know, I just didn't care. But anyway, it was, it was a startup. Their goal was to be the Economist on video, right? Do you know what Cheddar is? Cheddar News. Yeah. So they were gonna. Their main competitor at the time was Cheddar. Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year and a half later, gone, off the face of the earth, unemployed, and it was just a nightmare, right? But what, mm-hmm. what caused the, the destruction of this startup? It was the consistent, constant change. Every, every few months, every few weeks, we were changing and pivoting and pivoting. And if you have a system, especially in government, where as polarized as we are now, think of gun laws. If it was a 50-50 split, it would be restrictive gun laws. Four years later, 
unrestrictive gun laws. Four years later, restrictive gun laws. Four years later, unrestrictive gun laws. In this, nothing would work. It would be a complete <laughs> mess. So especially when times are polarized, this is where I do kind of tend to agree with my friend a little bit. In times are polarized and nobody can agree, keep it as is. Keep it as is until the only thing that's worth changing is something the majority of people agree on, which we would agree the populace is there on most things. The people you elect can't agree on things. Keep it as is because the constant change isn't good either. Because if you're just trying to figure it out, especially as a government, you're spending a lot of money you don't have. That's where destruction comes in. I think that I could get more behind restrictions on the congressional level. Mm-hmm. If we had more change on the electoral level, and unfortunately, I believe the incumbency win rate in this country in Congress is something around 90 percent. Yes. Yet Congress in general has an approval rating of, oh, God, I haven't looked at it yet, but I might be able to count it on my fingers (laughs) now. (laughs) And so like when those two things happen, I, I don't think I'm a crazy person if I say that isn't right. Like that that isn't how things should work, but it is. And so when you have unchanging politicians and your argument is, well, we need to if if politicians are going to disagree and not change, we need to, you know, slow things down. That's never going to change. Like, like it, just, it just isn't ever. We're never going to end this period of extreme polarization. It, it, if we keep doing things the way we're doing, we're just going to get more polarized. And so I think that there are common sense uh, changes like, you know, term limits and, uh, you know, restrictions on gerrymandering um, and things, things of that degree. Age limits, I think, are very important because, you know, say what you will, but someone who is 65, 70, 85 isn't going to have a long-term view of this country in the same way that a 30, 40, 50 year old is that represents the actual, you know, majority of the population. Um, And I think that I think uh, legal weed is one of those things that Mm -hmm. people talk about where I look around, Biden said he'd legalize weed. The vat, like I think it's over sixty five percent of the country is yep. cool with legal weed. He, he his base it. would love it. His critics would love it. Why hasn't he done it? Well, well he wrote the crime bill. Cool. That's why. Yeah, he wrote the crime <laughs> he bill. He wrote the he, crime he, bill. He's he's always he's gonna release all those people he put in there, please. And Kamala's his <laughs> vice president. All the people she put yeah. in there, please. Yeah, like, and it's like this would be an easy. Your your approval rating sucks right now. This would be an easy win for you. Yeah, I su- I was surprised he didn't do it going into the midterms. Like, mm-hmm. but it's because he's an old guy who just does, is not aligned with the average American opinion because he's an octogenarian. Well, remember what he told the donors: nothing will fundamentally change. And oh, yeah. Joe Biden is a status quo boner machine. The only thing he gets his mm-hmm. dick hard is the status quo. But we went through three. Before we went out of time, let's go into the fourth one. What's the fourth way to make change? Electoral college, man. That was a good one. That was a good one. 